So hi, uh, how is everyone? Good, good. Uh, how are you finding the new vibe? Do you feel like you're liking it? Feels better, doesn't it? Um, right, so um, this week, I'm going to be talking about the call and how the call is for everyone. So obviously, you've already heard from Tom, who's discussed how the church is for everyone and how you need to be plugged in um, into that. And then week two, we discussed um, the good news of the Bible and how the Bible will impact our lives. Um, and obviously, the importance of declaring our faith as a Christian. And then next week, Beth, so you're having a few speakers come in. Beth's going to speak to us on how, how we serve and what serving means for us as Christ followers. But um, tonight, I'm going to speak to you specifically about how the call is for everyone and how um, we as Christ followers have a calling on our lives. And, what, and I want to teach you about how you understand what your calling is, but also how you're understanding of a Christ follower is. So what you're calling as a Christ follower, you should be doing. Am I gone out? Am I just shouting? Oh, no. Um, so firstly, if we go to slide two... So, I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> have you ever felt left out? So, have you ever felt like you've not been included Summit? So, something came up on Instagram or Facebook where someone's gone to a place that you were thinking, well, you didn't invite me along. Like, I didn't get called to go. Like, why is everyone else perfect and why am I not invited? Um, so, like, on the left here, you can see this is Danny's post. Like, the only place that I want to go in the world is Fiji. And so he cut my holiday short in Spain so that he could go to Fiji into like these nice waters. And then, this isn't a dig or anything, Heather, but <laughs> um, some of the girls from church went to Disneyland Paris and I was not invited. So on both these posts, I've not liked them because, you know, I thought, I'm not liking it. I don't want to show you that I like it when I don't. So from that, my question to you is, how come it affects us so much? What is it that seeing those posts and you think, I'm not included, why does that affect you so much? When actually the calling on our lives is to follow Jesus as a Christ follower. And surely if you're not following that, if you're not following your calling or listening to that fluttering in your heart when you know Jesus is speaking to you, surely that should be the biggest heartbreak of all. Surely that should be the thing that affects you more than just seeing some photos on social media. Because as we all know, social media, it's not real life, is it? You see photos posted, and that could look like the best trip ever, but actually, in real life, that might not have been. But the walk with Jesus, that is the best trip of your life. Um, so, moving on from that, I think, I want to talk to you about my testimony and the way that I've been called. So, I've been a Christian now for 10 years old and the first day like I've been coming to church for a while like I've got a Christian background and um, I've got family in America that are Christians as well so I've always gone to them for summer and we've always gone to um, Christian conventions which is like a church conference basically every summer and um, every year my sister would go and she I remember when she got saved so that means that you walk with the Lord like that's when you accept Jesus into your heart you've been saved you've been rescued and I always wanted to be like her so I found a church in Preston which was Longton at the time and kept coming and kept coming and, and thought you know this is where I want to be this is what I want but at no point yet had I accepted him and so I went to 
America, and my cousin was preaching. And I can't, I can't tell you what he was preaching about. I remember the date and the, the year, but I couldn't tell you what he was preaching about. And I remember in my heart getting that burning feeling. So I don't know if you've ever experienced that feeling in your heart or your hands when there's a worship on or there's a preach, and you know something in you wants to respond to that, but you don't want to respond in front of people. It's like that. There's something in me that is pulling me to this, pulling me to be prayed for, pulling me to sing, pulling me to grasp onto whatever God's got, but I'm just, I just can't do it, I can't take that step. And that was the first day, I was sat on a pew, and I say a pew, like a row of chairs, and it was probably like from here, and the front of the altar was like, where Josh is at the back? And honestly, it, I got there without... I don't remember stepping out of my seat. I don't remember going past the five people that were there. And I remember standing up and I was being prayed for and the Holy Spirit really, really moved. And I just remember that I knew that at that point, God had something greater for me. That all this time I'd been kind of questioning, like, am I ready? Can I do it? Like, are all these messages actually sinking in? Do I understand Jesus? But actually that first step that I was called out of my seat and taken there without any clear understanding of how I got there, and I knew that God had done it, and I knew God was saying, right, okay, I've opened this door now, so it's up to you to continue with your faith. Um, and I must confess, <laughs> in the last 10 years, I like my comfort. Like on a Sunday, I know like you, we spend it with the Lord and we come to church or whatever, but on a Sunday afternoon, there's nothing I want more than to like sit on the sofa, watch a film, eat loads of like fast food and just be comfortable. But actually, over the last few weeks in preparing this message, I've actually questioned by doing that, how are we bearing fruit? Like how are we following Jesus and flourishing in our faith by sitting on the sofa and not spending time with him? Um, my mother-in-law, she, um, when she first got married, she's quite a comfort zone. She likes to be at home with her family. Like, that's her main thing. She loves that. And when they first got married, both um, her and her husband, the Lord revealed to him that they wanted them to go on mission to Africa. Like, if you like Preston and you like being at home, the thought of going on a mission to Africa, it was just like, not a chance. And she said, she's like, Lord, I'm not going, I'm not leaving my home, I'm not letting my children wake up in a different country, I'm not letting them grow up in a different country. And the Lord just kept revealing himself to her until the point where she was actually obedient and she said, right, I give it you all, I'm gonna sacrifice my home, I'm gonna sacrifice the comfort of my family and where they are and the people that are surrounding me and I'm gonna give it to you, Lord, and I'm gonna go on mission. And she sacrificed everything. And the Lord went, well, actually, I'm going to reward you in that. And you can keep your home, but I'm going to send you on mission anyway. So when you come home, you've got your house. So she, she, sac she had to physically step out of her comfort zone, sacrifice everything that she had in order to get God's glory, in order to bear fruit for him, but at the same time, keeping the comfort of her own home. So, like... We might not be called right now. So she, I've got like a third story, sorry. I'm just like merging them all into one. But for example, like my calling, like right here, right now, and I probably like end up saying this more than once, but God's revealed to me several times 
in the last like two years that he wanted me to preach. And at no point was I like, I can't do that. Like, there is no way Lord, the Lord's equipped me to like come in front of you guys and preach. And even though you're younger than me, the nerves are unreal. I'm serious. If you can't tell, they're unreal. Um, but in that vision, he like revealed a little bit at a time. So he was like, oh, here's a glimpse of you and a few people out there. But I can't tell you what you're doing yet. And I was like, I'm sure, I'm mm, not really feeling that. And then later on, he did it again. And the vision got bigger. And the blurred, blurred lines in the background got clearer. And he kept doing it. And obviously, now I'm here in front of you guys. So, whoop, whoop. Um, but my sister-in-law, um, she has lived on a journey with the Lord for 35 years. And in the last two years of her life, she, um, so the last two years, she has literally, that's, that's when God gave her a calling. That's when God gave her her purpose. And God was like, right, this is what I want you to do. And the amount of people that she has made disciples of the Lord, the amount of people that she's impacted over the last two years is like, we, we're kind of living in that like, live like Laura like stage of life where we're like, we want to be able to bear fruit and bring people to her, the Lord, as much as she did just in the space of two years, because that was her purpose, that was what the Lord wanted of her. And actually that came like later on in her life, that, that didn't come right now. So I might bring you this message and you might not understand what your calling is, or you might not have felt that burning inside of you, but, nice ringtone. Um, but the Lord will reveal it to you as we go on. Um, so I just want to go to, you go to the next, is that? Yeah, I'm going to go to some scripture. So in Matthew 28, it talks about the Great Commission, and it says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the, of the Holy Spirit. Did I go to 20? Yep. Teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you and remember that I am always with you to the end of the age. So, in that, God's saying, go and make disciples. You've given your life to me. You've committed it. And I've chosen you, but go and make disciples for me. Go and baptize them, and I'll always be with you on that journey. So we've never got to be afraid of the fact that, you know, are we, are we making disciples? Is this community that we have on a Sunday night's discipleship? Like, are we engaging with people and making them bear fruit for, for the Lord? Are we flourishing them in their faith journey? Are we here on a Sunday night for the purpose of engaging with people and but also impacting the lives. Like we are here as Christ followers to impact other people as well as our own journey. And by actually blessing other people and encouraging other people, it will actually bless us more on our faith journey. Um, so in that, once you accept him into your heart, you, you're not missing out on anything. Like, it's epic feeling. Like today, I've been absolutely pumped about like faith and like God. And I mean, like in 10 years of like living this journey, like it's not all good. I'm not going to stand here and say everything's epic. Like your journey with God will be fabulous. 
all the time. It won't. And he will put you through some stuff, but it's totally worth it because I'm standing here today going, like, I can't get over some of the stuff that he keeps revealing to me because I'm continuously trying to be obedient to what his word's saying and continuously trying to be obedient to say, I want to impact people, so use me. Let me be a vessel. Like, I want to make disciples. So when I read that scripture, I think, like, he's telling me, like, that he's given me that mission. So he's every person in this room that has been given their faith, they've accepted Jesus into the heart. If you haven't, let's do that tonight. Let's, let's get that done. But if you have accepted him to your heart, he's giving you a mission in the word. He's saying, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them. Teach them. We're here to teach others, to inspire others, to give them wisdom. Um, but he's, and surely I am always with you. He's with us every step of the way. We can't be fearful of the journey that we're on because the Lord is literally guiding our steps. So like, I made a few bullet points of like how you can do it. And for you guys, the best thing you can do, bring them on a Sunday night. Like, if you bring them and they don't come back, they've been, they've experienced it, it's not, that's not down to you, it's down to them to actually choose to come back. It's down to them to actually say, actually, there was something different about that. There was something that I felt I needed to be part of, and then they'll keep coming back. And also, you can bring them to our socials. Like, let them see how much fun that we actually have together as a team, as a family, as a one unit. And also, just share your faith with them. If they say no, like, it's not going to be embarrassing for you if you invite someone on a Sunday night and they're like, no, I actually don't fancy it. Well, that's not the last step. Share your faith with them. Explain to them, like, what what your understanding of God is and where you're on on your journey and actually invite them into that bit by bit. Share little bits, glimpses of the experiencing that you're having. So I just, this isn't going to be up there, I don't think. Oh, it is up there. Way too good for myself. Um, in Isaiah 43, 10, it says, whom I have chosen. We are given, oh, that's actually my notes. <laughs> I'll read it from there. Declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen is that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. Like in that, God is giving you a vision. He's actually saying, I've chosen you. Like, like if you read that and you read it to yourself, God is literally declaring whom I have chosen. I have physically chosen you and I've got a vision for you. And I want to do something with it. Like, are you available? Are you ready for the rest of the journey? He's inviting you into that vision. Um, and he's put something on all of your hearts. And I know I've said that before, but that burning feeling that you get, that's God. And sometimes it's hard to kind of distinguish, like, I'm nervous, is it God? Like, what's happening? But actually, that feeling inside, it, it legit, I promised myself I wouldn't say that word, but it is God, like, he's asking you to come and bear fruit for him. Like, I've, I've chosen you. Like, how, how special must it feel for someone to turn around and say, I've chosen you. Like, you, you're the one that I want to use. You're the one that I'm appointing to put on this task. Like, you are a capable, you're equipped to do the task that I'm asking you to do. Like, can you imagine? Like, there's so many times, even at work, like, that I think, 
I could really do that, but you're not choosing me. Why aren't you choosing me? And like we question all all the understanding behind of it. But actually God is saying, no, I've chosen you. Like, don't you, don't you get it? Come with me. I'm appointing you to do this. Like, come join me on this journey. Oh, it's epic. Like, it's so good. It's so good. Um, the other day, I... We, we do a circuits class with, with church. It's epic. And um, Tim, who runs it, sent some Bible verses through. And he said, you know, read through these and then we want to talk about it later. And um, the one that really struck out to me was Psalm 119-105. And it says that the word, which is the Bible, so this awesome thing here, the word is a lamp for my feet and the light on my path. Let me just repeat that. The word is a lamp for my feet and the light on my path. Like, God is legit, I don't want to say it. He's literally saying, like, read it, read me, understand everything that I've put in here, and you'll understand where you're going. And that was a moment for me. So, like, if you'd have asked me about a year ago, I'd have been like, there is absolutely no chance that I'm going to open the Bible at Genesis and start reading. There is no chance, because... The majority of it is about the son of such a body and son of such a body and this many wives and this person died 650 years of age. And I'm like, are you having a laugh? But two weeks ago, I started reading the Bible like chronologically. And um, honestly, it's mental. Like people would say that the Bible can be quite like, come on, can we crack on with whatever's gonna unfold in this story? But actually what I've learned is like, it is literally a storybook. Like, anything that you can go, when you're going on holiday and you can buy in W.H. Smith and you get, like, a thriller or, like, a, like, love story or a rom-com, literally, in the Bible, it is all of that merged into one. Like, if you're telling me that those Bibles weren't written from the Bible, uh, those Bibles, those Bibles, those books weren't written from the Bible, like, it's unreal half the stuff that comes out of this. So, what I'd say is get dug in like it sounds complicated but when you start reading like half my notes throughout the bible are like are you having a laugh like what how did this happen like yeah it's super crazy but it's totally awesome like i'm so super excited um but yeah i mean the biggest thing i've learned from reading this is obedience like throughout genesis there is so many sacrifices being made and they're all obedient to what God's asking them to do. They're all like, all right, God, I'll drop it. I'll sacrifice whoever I've got to sacrifice. I'll sacrifice anything that I need to sacrifice to walk with you, to go on where you called me to be. And I wonder how hard it is in our lives for us to do that. Like how hard it is for us to go, I'm sorry, God, but that's not for me. Like, I don't think I could, sacrifice that or I don't think I want to speak to that person because you're calling me to like how how hard it is for us to do that I love this one so in John oh you're way ahead of me in John 15 16 it said like it says you did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit 
fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give to you. Like, just listen to that over it. Like, really engage in that. But I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Like, it's literally written in the word of God that he's chosen you. He's appointed you for something. And in that task, in that purpose that he's given you, in that calling, you're going to bear fruit, and that fruit's going to last. Like, we, I've been in and led so many small groups, like along with Heather, and there's been so many times when I thought, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I'm capable of doing this. I don't think what I'm doing is enough to impact their lives. And actually, I'm here again for like the fifth million time. Like, hello, the Lord's like, this is where you need to be. I've put you there. Like, read my word. Understand that I've equipped you to do that. And the calling on your life is young people. Like, you guys impact me more than you'd realize. Because actually, when I go home on a Sunday, I feel the vision because of what you guys are doing. And the fact that you come week in, week out, you know there's more, you know there's a calling on your life, you know you've been appointed to a bigger task. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna get some water. I'm just gonna make a really big noise. Um, so he, he 100% has a calling on your life because it says it in the Bible, like it's literally written in the word. Um, so he's saying, plant the seed in someone else's life. The fact that I have been away from you several times, and we may all have done it, doesn't mean that I failed. It doesn't mean that I'm not equipped or good enough or strong enough to lead young people. It doesn't mean that I failed. It doesn't mean that I've not got any disciples. Well, they're not mine, but the Jesus's for Jesus. Um, but it means that I've planted that seed and that's how where it begins. Like God uses me as a vessel to plant a seed in all of your lives. And I might not see it straight away, but God sees it. He sees the end. He's already seen. He's got the vision. He's got the call. And he knows how that small little seed is going to impact each individual one of you for the rest of your lives. And I and I'm just a vessel to do that for you. And we might all bear fruit in different ways. So, for example, I couldn't bear fruit in, say, kids' ministry. But I can do it in youth. Like, we, we can all go into different places within church or outside of church. And we can talk to different p- kinds of people. But you know when you're doing it for the purpose of the Lord. You know when God's saying, right, okay, you need to pray with that person. You need to go and speak to that person. You need to start a relationship with that person, a friendship that you'll continue to both encourage each other. Because actually, you need that that relationship where you're both doing that, where you both got the same vision and you've both got the same walk. And actually, it might not start off like that, but if you're planting seeds in one another's lives, if you're encountering the Lord whilst you're in that relationship, in that journey, the bigger picture will come. Like, it's just one small step at a time. 
And like the fact that, like, I keep going back to it, but God has chosen us. Like, He's set us apart from everyone else. And He's chosen us to build His kingdom with Him. Like, He's placed us here individually, here on Sunday nights, here out in schools, in work, wherever, college, out on the streets. He's placed us to start building His kingdom for Him. Like, he's invited us to do that by choosing us and appointing us. He's invited us to take that step. Like, when I was saying about the first one where we don't feel like we've been chosen to go somewhere or invited somewhere, like, God's literally saying, come with me. Like, surely that is more exciting than Disneyland Paris or paying all that money to go to Fiji. Like, surely that is way more exciting what I've got for you and the end goal And in Philippians 3.14, it says, press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ. Oh, Christ Jesus. So it's not just about here and now. It's not just about the calling that's on your life right now or in years to come or months to come. God will reveal that and equip you and strengthen you to get to the point you need to be with all the materials you need and all the strength that you need to do the task. But within that, it's the end goal that we're looking for. It's the walking with Jesus at the end of it. Like we have a faith now, an unreal faith that is totally epic and like we trust on the unknown. We trust on something that we cannot see and actually that just proves like how amazing it is because we're trusting something we can't see but we can feel it. But actually the end goal, the prize for it all, like to be in heaven with the Lord and like walking with him, like talking to him, laughing with him, like just understanding of it all, that is our purpose as a Christ follower. That is, should be the, the most exciting thing that we can hold on to is that we'll walk in this journey But actually, at the end of it, once we've accomplished what we've come to accomplish, we get to be with him. It's not just like a a face we can't see. It's someone that we actually get to walk on the pearly beach with. Like, does that not excite you? Does that excite you a little bit? Just a little bit, yeah. That is super epic. Like, how could anything be more exciting than that? I just can't, I, I can't wait. I actually can't wait. Um, I even put in my notes, this is epic. (laughs) So our calling, we're not called to be positioned. So for example, like I was saying before, we can't be placed into a role that we're not called to do because we won't flourish and we won't impact those that we're there with. But if we're if we literally walk into and stand tight and are obedient with God to whatever we feel compelled to be doing, what's set on our heart, at that point we'll know we're called to do it. Because if you keep running away from a role or you're not really sure of it, then actually God will let you know if you ask him. And actually you'll burn out. So there's been a few times where in my walk with the Lord that I... I've gone into things to help out, to be part of something, to like, as a Christ follower, feel like, okay, so this is the right thing to do. But actually, 
I've burnt out very quickly and it's been too much and I'm too tired and it, and it doesn't work with everything else. But actually when you do and you call in, like being here on a Sunday night, honestly, it's like my favorite day of the week. And I get super, super excited to like spend time with you guys. But if I was doing something else during the week that I wasn't called to do, if I was somewhere else like today that wasn't with you guys, I don't think I would be enjoying myself as much. So if you flick to the next, hey, some key points. So firstly, our call as a Christ follower is to have a relationship with Jesus. So that means walking with him. It means praying with him. It means talking to him. Like the way that like we communicate with each other, that is just the same relationship that you should have with Jesus. It doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to pray for hours on end to like be filled with his grace or filled with his glory or just overflowing from him. It can be like a sentence. It can just be like, Lord, show me something today or allow me to have the best day ever or give me something that's just gonna burn in my heart through today. It just has to be that small thing, but that is what we're firstly called to do, is just have that relationship with him. Read your Bible. Like, honestly, the stories in there will just make you feel his presence. Secondly, ask yourself, what is it that God's put on your heart? So what is it that sets that fire burning? What do you feel drawn to? And at this time, you might, you might not be ready for that. You might just need to open your heart to God and say, actually show me something, like reveal something to me that you think I'm gonna do, like he did with me. He gave me a vision three times that he wanted me to preach. And I thought at no point will I do that. But it, that took like a couple of years. That's a couple of years of vision before I've actually stood up here and done anything. So what is it that he's calling you to do? And you call in, he will have automatically put on your heart. So all of you right now have a calling in your life. And you might not know it yet, but he will reveal it to you if you ask him. Thirdly, God's placed people in the church and in our lives to help us learn more about him. So right now, I'm not ashamed to say that on like 10 years in, I'm not ashamed to say that every week I meet up with someone from church for that accountability, for that mentoring, to know that my faith's on the right track and I'm, I'm dealing with my calling, that I'm dealing with the things that I was too scared to be obedient to. I'm dealing with the things that I think, do I need help in that area, do I not? Pray with me. I've gone to someone who inspires me and helps me to learn more about the Lord. Like, if I hadn't have done that, I would not have started being obedient and reading my Bible. I wouldn't want to be so engaged in it and so like fulfilled by reading it like I don't think I can go to sleep at night now without reading my bible like I don't even look at my phone turn into a nerd so <laughs> um yeah just surround yourself with inspiring people and it might be you guys in the room there might be people that are missing here tonight that you want to spend time with outside of Sunday nights do it like catch up, have a coffee, not a coffee, I feel like you're all too young for coffee, but like <laughs> do something together that is fun but inspiring 
You want to walk with the right people. And actually, at, Co at Crossgate, we have a thing on a Sunday, um, Sunday called the growth journey. So like right now, wherever you are in your journey, like I could go to it, and it's, it enables you to like discover God, discover your purpose, find out who you are, find out um, more about your spiritual giftings. And actually, I've only just found out what my spiritual giftings are this week. And I won't share them with you because I had to Google what they meant. But um, honestly, by doing that, by growing on your journey, like honestly, it opens your eyes. It really prepares you um, for what God will ask you eventually to do. And then fourthly, Try to avoid any worry or anxiety over finding what your calling is. So I'm talking to you all today about what your calling is, but as, as a Christ follower, our calling is to follow him, have that relationship, that's the key. But your calling as an individual will be revealed, so don't have that anxiety. Because actually, how many of us have been in a shadow where we're like, I'm not good enough, God can't use me, like, I haven't got anything to offer. Like, how many of us have actually done that? All of us? Yeah? So, I do that, like, all the time. Like, even tonight, like, I've prepared this message. I rewrote it. I literally, God's like, mm, let's change that a little bit. And I'm like, I am totally not equipped to stand up here and say I've got a calling on my life. But actually, I wouldn't be stood here if God didn't think that. And in Philippians 4, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but pray about everything and God will give you the peace that you need. So he'll never give us too much. He'll never allow us to do something that we aren't equipped to do. He won't stop until he's given us all the strength and materials that we need in order to accomplish the task that he's given us. So the bottom line, the bottom line is the call is literally for everyone. He's chosen us, he's appointed us. Every single person in this room has a calling on their life. And he'll fulfill that in his timing if you choose to walk with him. So if you actually choose to say, all right, I believe you've appointed me, please will you show me what that is? And the key, don't take shortcuts. It's not worth it. it. It really isn't worth it. Go direct to God. Ask God directly from your heart, to reveal what your calling might be as an individual because like I said, he's done mine in little visions. It wasn't like, oh, here's everything that you're gonna do for the rest of your life. This is a journey I'm taking you on. It took me saying, right, I'm gonna pray about that and like what's God revealing to me and who's he gonna show that to me through? And it took several different times of me praying for him to actually show the bigger picture. The thing is, God's looking for available people. So right now, if you're not available to him, then he's not gonna wait. He's gonna look around, he's gonna move on to the next available person. And actually, do you wanna miss out on it, this epic journey? Like, do you, do you wanna just let that pass? Do you wanna say, mm, maybe next time, God, but he's already moved on to the next and then, you could have seen so much reward. You could have seen so many blessings. You could have impacted so many people just with that one yes. 
So I want to give you an opportunity to ask that in your hearts to God. I want to ask, you want you to ask him what he's calling you to do and who he's calling you to be or maybe who he's calling you to impact and what he's set on your heart. So I'm going to ask the leaders to um, kind of stand around and if you need prayer, if you want to ask that and you want to pray with a leader, then I encourage you, no one in this room has not stepped out. No one in this room has, will, it won't be embarrassing. Like if God moves, God's got to move. Like you can't stop God from moving. You will need to allow that and step forth. So he has no limita limitations. Ah. Um, and it doesn't matter what we faced. So in the past, we could have had the darkest day ever and we could feel like we've done things. He's not going to use me now. I'm not equipped to do that. But he's saying it doesn't matter. There's no limit on God's love. There's no limit on his glory for you. He's chosen you. He has appointed you and he's made a way for you and your calling. Um, so, yeah, we're going to put on a song. And if I could ask the leaders to just, you know, spread around the room. And if you feel called, if you, want, if you feel you want to understand what God's got for you, or even if you want to make that commitment to say, you know what, I'm not really sure I am, but I want to choose to be obedient in the next steps, in the next week, in the next few months, just tonight, it's that obedience, that first step to understand that God's chosen you. In this song, it says, how deep is the love? How high is the one who forgives and forgets all of our sin? How great is your grace? I'll never forget all you've done. How deep is your love? The darkest of days slip right out of focus. No valley outdives your depth of devotion. I'm going to stand here, but if you feel that you need prayer from anyone, then please go and do that. And you know, if you don't feel comfortable doing it right now, then come and grab one of us leaders afterwards, but just be obedient to him. And if right now in your, in your heart, you've got that burning feeling, then that, you need to react on that because that's the first step. Thank you. 
not choose me but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go bear and bear fruit and fruit that will last he's appointed us for something bigger and I just want you to open your heart to that today and just remember that just press on to what the future holds because it's worth it every moment of it Um, Lord God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you that you, um, you've revealed yourself. And you know it might not be that we stepped out into prayer, but in our hearts we might have prayed, Lord God. I thank you for using me as a vessel, Lord God, because every single person in this room has been chosen and appointed for something so much more than what we feel we're facing right now. You've put a purpose in all of our lives, Lord God. You've gone before us, you've set us apart, and we are here to build your kingdom. We are here to work alongside you and for you, Lord God, because actually by choosing to be a Christ follower, we've chosen that relationship with you, and the ultimate goal is to be with you, Lord God. I pray for everyone in this room. I pray that if there is a burning sensation in their hearts, Lord God, if they want to understand more of what you've got for them, Lord God, that they step out in faith, that they ask for that accountability, Lord God, that they need people around them to inspire them, Lord God, and not just be a Sunday night. I thank you that in every single one of their lives, they've got that calling, Lord God, that you've appointed them for a task because sometimes, Lord God, we might not feel chosen. But by you, every single day, every single moment, we are chosen. And you've equipped us to do the tasks that we need to do for you, Lord God, to bear fruit. Because we're going to bear fruit and we'll never fail, Lord God. We'll never fail you. I thank you for moving in this place, Lord God. And I just pray that um, you continue in our hearts and our minds, Lord God, to reveal um, something greater. Reveal the vision that you've got for our lives, Lord. Thank you for equipping us. Thank you for giving us a strength. In your almighty name, amen.